Hello there, Moto America fans. This is Paul Carruthers. I'm the communications manager for Moto America, and this is our weekly podcast, Off Track with Carruthers and Vice. As I mentioned a few seconds ago, I'm Carruthers. I've also got Vice on the line from Ohio, and uh, our special guest today is PJ Jacobson. Uh, we'll talk about we'll talk to PJ here in a few minutes, but I'll get started with with Sean. Is our, is what is our regular practice? Sometimes he has a good story. Sometimes his stories are shit, but we let him talk anyway. So how, how are you today, Sean? I'm good. You know, a lot of times with our stories, you know, we can't help but talk about the weather because being in Ohio, the climate's a little different than the climate in Southern California where you are. And I'm always fascinated by the fact that we're all under one nation, even though you're quite a ways away and, uh, and, you know, you can have this many different climates. But the interesting thing about our guest PJ is, you know, he's from New York State. And it's one of the reasons I, I uh, like him a lot, because I'm originally from that state as well. And I, I, my uh, love of motorcycles kind of began with my love of snowmobiles in the winter and doing a lot of that. And, and uh and skating and playing hockey and stuff but i never did do any ice racing i got, kept my motorcycle riding for the the summer the two weeks of a nice summer where i grew up in the frozen tundra but pj is pretty cool about things in new york state and i don't mean that well, i mean that in a literal sense um he also does a lot of ice ice racing um his buddy's got i think a pond down the road from him and i always like to see some of those videos so when we were setting up this podcast um, I, I said, ask him about ice racing. Well, come to find out he's nowhere near anywhere that he can be ice racing. So, you know, why don't you introduce him, Paul, and then we can ask him about what he's doing and where he is right now. Yeah. And you know what I find funny, you know, those people that give a shit for talking about the weather. <laughs> the first thing those people do when they talk to somebody is ask them about the weather. So, you know oh. what, it's like, whatever, we're just normal guys here talking the shit and weather's something that comes up, especially when it's 80 here and whatever it is there. So 30 and raining today. Yeah. Yeah. So here it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's like that old joke. Everybody wants to be a, a, a weatherman in Southern California because you don't have to do anything. Well, it's kind of true in a way. So it's either, it's either beautiful or pisses down rain and, and everything floods for a couple of days and then it's beautiful again. So it's kind of how it, it's kind of how it rolled, but uh, we still need to talk about the weather because it's obviously an important part of our lives. Right, Sean? Absolutely. hundred percent. All right. So PJ Jacobson, um, th- talk about a season of, of, I don't even know how to say it, but anyway, li- li- I'll, I'll tell you about it and you can come, your, come up with your own description. But this guy shows up at the first round uh, of Stock 1000 at Road America 1, which was our first Road America race, the one with no fans. It was actually the opening round of our championship, even though it wasn't uh, scheduled to be that way. But COVID-19 kind of changed things around. So he showed up at round one and smoked everybody and won the Stock 1000 race. Um, Everything's rosy. Everything's great. Uh, We go back to Road America for round two. And he's in, I believe it was morning warm up. Um, the bike, the Ducati catches on fire. He has to crash the thing because of, you know, what else was he going to do? He's riding around on a fireball. So he crashes the bike. Um, he suffers some burns. I'm not even sure what other injuries. I know the burns were the, were the major injuries. And, you know, we saw him, I think he showed up at road Atlanta maybe, which was the following round and tried to ride Yeah, and, and right. that didn't work. And then he just kind of parked it for the year. And we, we didn't really see him after that. And he made a couple of appearances, I believe, just to walk around and talk to the fans and hang out, but we never saw him back on a motorcycle for the rest of the year. 
And here we are in 2021. And, you know, both you and I are like, hey, what, what the hell is PJ doing? What, we need to talk to PJ. So let's do that. And PJ, welcome to, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's, it's nice to have you on for a second time. I think the first time was, I feel, I don't even know. It had to have been, it had to have been early, early in the, in the going on the show. But uh, how, how are you, first of all? And, uh, and welcome to the show. It's nice to have you back. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been a, a while, I think, that I've been on your guys' uh, podcast. So um, I really appreciate um, you guys, uh, you know, reaching out to me and, and uh, getting me on the on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, been doing good. I'm pretty much uh, healed up right now. Um, it's taken a while since my my injury um, last season, but um, yeah, I'm pretty much like all healed up, and uh, I'm down in Florida now to to kind of start like a new adventure for myself. So I'm down here for a little while uh, to get out of the, you know, cold New York weather that I was uh, facing there the past couple of months. Um, but yeah, uh, just uh, down in Florida and then and I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Well, let's get the, let's get the crappy part over with. <laughs> tell us about the crash itself. Yeah. Um, tell, explain a little bit about the injuries that you suffered and why, why it took so long for you to get, you know, not back on your feet, but back to the point where you, where you can race a motorcycle again. Yeah. So, I mean, um, that crash was probably the like worst injury of my career. I mean, I've been racing professional, uh, motorcycles since I've been 16. Um, so that was definitely, uh, the worst one of, of my career, but, um, yeah, you know, road America, uh, everything was going good. I think we won every single race up until morning warm up on, on Sunday. We even, we won the Superbike. uh, um, you know, stock 1000 super bike cup, uh, race on Saturday. And then going into Sunday morning warm up, everything was good. We were going to try something. Um, and then, you know, the whole bike caught on fire halfway down the straightaway. Um, and I really had no option because I, I had a guardrail on my left-hand side and I had two riders like right behind me. Um, and then, you know, you have the air fence in front of you. So, you know, the whole bike was on fire and, um, I was getting hot and it was getting really hot. So, my only option was to jump off from the right-hand side. So I tried to pull the brake. It seemed like it made the fire worse, and I just jumped off the bike. But at that point, the whole bike was was lit on fire. Um, and then right there on the track, I was, like, stripping uh, my leathers off me um, because it, I was just getting burnt so badly. Um, and especially it was, like, on my hands, um, which were – my minor ones. Um, I didn't really feel the rest of them because I think the burns were, were so bad. Um, when I went to the hospital, they were like almost third degree burns. So, wow. and, and, and they seemed like they soaked into all my, my padding on my leathers. So the way my burns are on my body now is like the, the padding of my leathers, like those shapes. Um, so it looked like it, like whatever soaked in there and, and just like, that's where I was getting burnt so bad. So, uh, I'm still kind of like unclear of what happened. Uh, never really got uh, an answer on, on what actually happened. So that's like kind of a, a mystery to me. I just know that in that situation, I did the best that I could. So I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, PJ. So, you know, we've he heard everything from the bike caught on fire after you crashed to the fact that we know it was on fire and that's, that's why you crashed. Um, you, you basically bailed off the bike and you were on fire, but did you suffer any injuries from 
bailing off the bike or crashing or was it all is was it all just the burns and i don't mean to minimize it i mean the burns were terrible just yeah yeah no um i didn't suffer uh, any other injuries uh luckily but i mean you know i was like going really fast down the straightaway so uh, i'd say i was like in maybe fourth or fifth gear um and then you know i bailed at that point um, but at that point I was so hot and getting burnt that I didn't care if I broke my shoulder or, or what, because I just wanted to get out of the heat because that was the worst part. Um, but yeah, I didn't suffer any injuries except for the, the really, really bad burns. Is that, is that what you, did you feel it? Did you see it? How did you sense essentially that you were on fire? How, how did that happen? Uh, so I think the back of the bike really uh must have came on fire first or, or underneath the bike um and then it all came up through the handlebars so then i was just looking at my hands as like being in a huge pizza oven um and then oh. at that point the whole thing was on fire I could barely see the dash or anything so i had to jump off and one of the other things that happens with a fire sometimes is you can't breathe did you experience any issues with being able to breathe or did you inhale any any of the flames uh, yeah, that was one of my big things why I actually went to the hospital because I couldn't breathe. Um, so I don't know if it was from like the material on the bike melting and causing all of those like um, smoke and fumes or whatever, um, like that went into my lungs because I, I really couldn't breathe. So and they, and they just kept burning and burning, and burning so bad. So that's really why I went to the hospital at first. But my other burns were just so numb, so I couldn't really feel them. Um, it was just really, uh, I, I couldn't breathe. So that, that's what I was very, very worried about. So you showed up after that and tried to ride. Was that just too uncomfortable? Yeah. I mean, you know, as a motorcycle racer, you, you try everything, you know, you're not out until you're out. So, um, you know, I tried to, to get my stuff, you know, as best as I could, but I mean, I was so far off with my my burn injuries on, on how bad they were. I mean, I knew like, you know, going to Atlanta that it really wasn't going to be possible, but I mean, you know, the thing is, is you just like, you have that mentality to just, to just not give up and, and you want to, uh, you want to just like, you know, get back on the bike and try to prove that you, you can get out there to, to try, you know? Yeah. And then, I mean, psychologically, the crash itself must be difficult to deal with as well as the burns. But then you come back, you try to ride, and then basically you pack it in for the year. I mean, do you, at some point you feel like the forgotten man. I mean, you're like, you know how racing is. It's like it's, it, you're only as good as your last race. And actually the last race you had, you won. But it seems like so long ago. Is that, has that been difficult? Yeah, it's been really difficult, you know, like the whole crash and stuff really, you know, just hurt my whole year, you know, because I mean, the plan was to to try to win the, the stock 1000 championship this year, and then go to Superbike the, the following year. Uh, and that kind of like just got thrown out the window from since that crash. So it's, uh, it's been yeah, it's been kind of hard to just stand around the rest of the season and not be able to ride and just be kind of like the forgotten, forgotten person, you know, but um it's just yeah it's it's quite difficult and then you know other riders are are showing their capabilities to to get the other rides that that you're trying to get um just because you haven't been on the bike for for so long so so you're kind of forgotten about you know it was tough pj because paul had mentioned in the beginning you know obviously we didn't see you racing 
um, anymore in the season, but I know if, I remember distinctly you showed up at Pittsburgh and you were kind of, you were a civilian, but it was it was heartbreaking to see you walking around there pretty gingerly. Gingerly, you were looking like a cowboy that had been across the range for a thousand miles. I mean, you you couldn't really walk well because of where your your uh, burns were. And I know you've showed me a couple of the burns, and it it was pretty gruesome for sure. So um, I thought it was really cool that you showed up at that round, and we got a chance to at least talk to you and you know wish you well and and see you again. But you know, I want to ask you about something that I heard. It's a crazy story related to your crash. Oh, no. No, I'm going to throw it out there, Paul, because, hey, we're, we're nuts sometimes. Okay. <laughs> we? Well, I am, for sure. And, hey, maybe I'll get in trouble. I don't know, but I'm going to do it. Um, we, I had heard a story that you crashed because of the, the extra weight that was put on your bike. Insane, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to like rule out anything. So it's like, you know, honestly, like giving my honest opinion, I don't know. I'm still unclear of what caused the whole thing. So I don't want to rule out anything. Um, because it's still just a mystery to me. Um, and, and I just, uh, that whole thing, like, I just like, you know, I still see it, um, in my head of how it was. Cause it, it just felt like, um, it was very, uh, quick quick one but it's also you know when you play it back in your head it's a very long one you know yeah and I want to follow that up because this is another thing that it's a little tricky for me to ask you but again I'm kind of going to do it and it's not about the the ballast thing I think we you know we understand about that but okay I let me equate it to football okay you have a quarterback that you're starting quarterback that gets injured and it could be an injury that puts him out, puts him on injured reserve for the year. But once he's healed up, he sort of is the heir apparent again. He comes back in. So what's your status with the team you were on? And are you riding for them this year? I mean, what happened? You got hurt. That's no reason to not race for a team anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, they're still figuring out what they got going on uh, for 2021. Um I will not be in their plans. Um, but yeah, that's the way the racing sport is, you know, it's a very hard, uh, cruel sport. And that's, that's just the way it is. I've, I've been around the whole racing scene my whole life. So, so I know how, how it works, you know, it's, uh, you move on to the next thing. That's kind of how it is. All right. So that leads us to now you're down in Florida. You're, getting your shit together, your training, you're, you're obviously planning on racing a motorcycle. Do you, do you have anything concrete yet? Or are you just still in that waiting game? And I mean, obviously you want to come back and race again. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've got this new opportunity um, and it's with uh, Sam Lockoff. Um, I'm going to be training him until the start of the season. Um, I, I've just focused my, uh, my energy and, and helping him, uh, with his talent to, to succeed. So, you know, if, if I ha don't have anything going on for, for 2021, I would like to, to use, um, you know, my past, uh, of what I know and, and try to help a young kid achieve his goals. So I've come down to Florida and I'm staying with him, 
uh, until April, and and we we're gonna be uh, we've been training uh, already, but we're gonna be training uh, every single week um, for for his new adventure in Moto America. So you know, if I if I'm uh, don't have anything going on with myself, um, I'm focusing on a young kid like himself to uh, to to you know see what he can do with his talent. That's really cool. You know, we got to know Sam a little bit better this past year because we saw him on the podium a lot. But it's funny, PJ, I don't know if you've gotten this impression from Sam. Um, Obviously, he's young, so he's still maturing. Uh, He was pretty quiet when he first came into our paddock. And sometimes he, you know, he has this sort of look on his face sometimes where he seems like he's mad or something. And that's not it. I think he's just thinking a lot. Plus, plus he kind of keeps him to himself sometimes. But He's actually a pretty funny kid, and we got him to smile a few times when he was in the in the uh, press conferences. And you know, I think as he gets older, he's probably going to be more comfortable with that whole thing. But do you get that impression from him too? Like, um, he's uh, he's he's a, he's a different kid in some ways. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, since the first moment that I I uh, met him and his dad and mom um, in France, uh, where I was racing World Superbike at the, at the time for uh, Triple M Honda my, in 2018. Uh, I met them and, and, you know, they're, they're great people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's carried on. And, uh, you know, he's been my, my teammate the past, uh, what, um, season and a half, really. Right. Um, so it's been, it's been great getting to know Sam um, and, you know, just – just getting to know him and stuff. I, you know, I think that he's a very, very smart kid and um, you know, he puts in a, a lot of uh, determination, really thinks about things a lot. He's not like a, a normal kid that just yeses you all the time. But Sam, you know, asks a lot of questions and, and thinks a lot. So yes. I really like that in him. And I, I think that he can uh, achieve some, some good things uh, going forward in, in his career. As far as your racing goes, whether it happens or not, you, you are you totally committed to just Superbike or Stock One Thousand or you? I mean, you all you came pretty close to winning a championship in Supersport just two years ago. Would you consider Supersport? Yeah, I mean, I would you know consider yeah Supersport or or Superbike. You know, it, it'd be uh, it'd be great to get another shot at Supersport again to to try to win the championship. You know, it was. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of experience with, with 600s uh, being in the world championship for like six years. But um, I think that, you know, also too, you know, I just came back. I, I didn't know all the American tracks. It's been a while since I, I last rode them since like 2011, you know, and it was 2000, 2019 when I came back. So it was a long time away from those tracks. So that's the biggest thing I kind of like struggled with when I, when I came back from, from world Superbike of a, a bad year in 2018 to, to 2019. I, I just struggled to really, you know, uh, get up to speed at, at the tracks, you know, with, with full potential. So I think that really like kind of hurt me from, from trying to, to challenge Bobby uh, Fong a bit more in the championship. I want to talk about you being in Florida and what you're, I see you and, and Sam and, Ashton Yates a lot and uh, Gus Rodeo. Um, a lot of these guys are, are going to these cart tracks in Florida or wherever where obviously the weather is better and you ride, you know, kind of supermoto bikes or converted, uh, you know, smaller displacement dirt bikes. And you've done a lot of ice racing, as I mentioned at the top of the show that you do in the off season because of where you live. So 
in New York. Um, can you talk about the training that you get from that? Because obviously we know it's fun. We enjoy get, seeing those videos and post them because the fans go nuts to watch you guys do what you do, back in and in the corners and everything. But um, talk about what it does for, for you and what, what it's doing for Sam and his development. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, like ice riding and stuff, you know, we go out there and do that for fun. But um, also, you know, when I go out and ice ride, you know, in the past and stuff is, you know, you go out there and train, you go out and put in, put in a lot of laps. Um, we do big TT courses and, you know, we're going left and right. So it's quite similar to like a road race bike. Uh, and, and we're out there for, for quite a long time, you know, like basically like conditioning ourselves in you know, you know, 20, 25 minutes out there riding. So, um, what I've, uh, you know, obviously we're down in Florida, so Sam can't go ice riding, and uh, either can I. But, um, yeah, you know, we've got a, a big schedule, like, ahead of us. We have a, you know, we're going to be mountain biking, like, uh, two or three times a week. Um, we're going to be going to the go-kart tracks, doing supermoto training, um, you know, race stints uh, at the supermoto track. Um, you know, we're eating correctly. Uh we're going to be doing um, go-karting as well for fun, but also like physical training. So we have a lot of things in there that's, uh, that's going to be, you know, keeping things going and uh, just focusing, you know, on a, like a racing mentality all the time to, to stay in the, in the zone uh, of racing and making sure that, that we're, you know, that Sam's fit enough and, and he can just keep on doing, you know, like the races, say 30 minute races, 35 minute races. So, uh, we'll just keep training like that. And, and I think that's going to be the, the best thing for him. So um, yeah, it's going to be pretty good. Now, listen, dude, this is something I got to bring up and Paul's going to cringe because he, he oh, always, God. I'm cringing already. <laughs> yeah. But listen, PJ, I've met your wife and I'm going to tell you, you got a nice wife there. And what are you doing in Florida? Is she down there too? Where is she? She's got a salon, does it? She, I mean, come on, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, no, she's, she's in New York and, uh, I'm in Florida, you know, I've, uh, you know, I'm really thankful for that. I have a, I have a great wife, you know, she lets me go and, and do things. So, well, not lets me, but, um, we go <laughs> and, and I'm able to do things like this and stuff. So it's, it's not a problem, you know? Um, and <laughs> she takes, she takes care of everything back at home. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty easy, you know? <laughs> hey, That's cool. PJ, that sound you just heard was Sean starting his car and he's starting to drive to New York. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. I'm not going anywhere near there. I'm happily married. He always does this to me, but no, listen, I, I more power to you. I just, I, I, uh, I've met her. She's awesome. And I've told you that before too. So um, it's all good. Hey, I want to talk. So you're, you're mentoring Sam, which is so cool. You're paying it forward on that. I want to talk about somebody who, I, I mean, I, I guess I could, I, I'm pretty sure I'm safe in saying he was a mentor or has been a mentor of yours for a long time. And that's another guy up in, up in New York state and somebody I'm fond of with a name like Sean, you can understand why I'd be fond of Barry Gilson and who is as Irish as any Irishman I've, I've seen. Um, Colin Barton's the same way, but uh, you've, you've had a long relationship with Barry Gilson. And I assume that had something to do with you being involved in the Celtic HSBK team last year. Can you talk about, how you got started with Barry and, and kind of what that relationship has meant to you over the years? Yeah. So, you know, I started on a 125 at, uh, in Homestead, Miami it was like my first race. And, um, there was like a phone call made to, to Barry, um, who was, who had his like own little race team kind of going the, the Celtic uh, racing team. Um, and I got an opportunity to, to meet Barry and sit down with him. 
and just, you know, uh, tell them where I wanted to go with my career and, and, and stuff like that. You know, I, I was about 11 or 12 years old. So he took me on, you know, and um, I mean, I've been with Barry since since I've been like 11 years old. I'm, I'm 27 now. So it's been a, a huge, uh, a huge road with him. Um, and he's helped me so much in my career. I mean, he's been all over the place with me from BSB to the world championship, uh, to AMA. So, you know, uh, yeah, I, I really wouldn't be where I'm at today without, without Barry's, uh, help. You know, he, he's a, a great person and, uh, he's a great person that, that helps, uh, helps other people, other riders, you know, if he really believes in you, he, he believes in you. So, um, but it's, it's cool. Me and Barry have a, a really good, you know, uh, relationship. We're able to, you know, uh, goof off and, you know, it, it's always a, it's always a good time with Barry. He was actually at the cart track yesterday with me and Sam. So, uh, he's got oh, wow. like a stop, stopwatch trying to, trying to beat us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so he's down there too. That's pretty cool. Wow. That really shows what his commitment is to you. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just when we show up on the go-karts and kind of kick his ass, he doesn't really like that. <laughs> um hey so one other thing related to the thing with sam and are you still keeping your options open about possibly racing this year i mean if you get an offer or an option would you would you consider it and and do you think you can still do what you're doing with sam and, and race yourself yeah for sure i think i can i can still do what i'm i'm doing with uh with sam um and it would be great to to be in the paddock uh with him with him as well um but yeah, you know, I'm, uh, any offers that like, you know, come in, I'm, I'm, uh, I will not be, you know, I'll, I'll really look at them. But, uh, for me, it really has to be the, the right thing and, and really the, you know, right bike and right team to, to go out there and win, you know, it's, uh, I want to win races and, and, and try to win a championship. So the whole package has to be, has to be put together in the right way. So, you know, you can say, yeah, you know, we can go out there and do this, you know? Yeah. Understood. Well, Sean, are you done with this kid? Yeah, this has been great. Um, really, PJ, first of all, I'm I'm happy that you're you're obviously feeling better and and healed up and and life has gotten back to normal for you. It was uh, it was a tough start to that year and and ended up being a tough year for you the entire time. So you were missed in the paddock, and it was nice having you. You know, when you were racing for that 600 championship and and early last year, obviously, but uh, we hope we can see you again. It sounds like we're going to see you in the paddock no matter what, but I would definitely still like to see you back racing a motorcycle. Yeah, so, so would I, yeah. Um, so thanks for coming on with us, and Sean's going to do a little sales pitch here, and then we'll say goodbye, but, uh, it, you know, again, we appreciate it, and, and I hope you keep us up to date on what exactly is going on, and we'll, we'll see you as the season starts. Yeah, thank you guys. It's uh, it's been awesome being on the podcast, and uh, hopefully, I can come back on here again soon. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll get you on again when the season's going, and you know, we'll see if you're racing or if you're working with Sam. We'll find out some more about what's going on with that. So thanks, PJ. Um, I just want to say to the fans, you know, every po podcast that we do is bringing us another week closer to the start of our season, and uh, we've got our schedule. We've announced, you know, our mini cup series. We've now announced our King of the Baggers series, which is going from one a one race invitational to a five race kind of open series where other other uh riders can get involved and maybe pj will jump on a on a bagger and maybe do that at, at one of the rounds we'll see just throwing it out there for you pj um, but uh, what what 
what I want to do is make sure that the, the fans know to go on our website, motoamerica.com. You know, we're always putting stories up there and there's a lot of information about our riders, but also you can go to our schedule and there are links to click on to uh, purchase your tickets for the upcoming season. Um, some of them are already available to purchase and, you know, you can see where you want to, which races you want to go to, whether they're ones that are in your geographical region or ones where you'd like to take a trip somewhere and, and include a, a Moto America race weekend in that as well. That's always a fun idea to do, but we'd love to see you out there. And, and uh, you know, when you're there at the track, absolutely come and say hi to Paul and I. Um, we have that happen sometimes. And we always enjoy when people say, you know, if, especially if somebody hears my voice, they, they tend to instantly know who they're talking to. But I know they do that with Paul too, with uh, um, knowing him well. So we, we love to hear from the fans from that point of view and love to see you guys at the track. So ho hopefully we'll see uh, lots of great fans this season, like uh, a little different than this past year. So uh, again, thanks so much, PJ. And thanks, Paul. All right, you guys have a good day. Thank you. You too.